First one, or maybe even go inside out again a bit harder. So, I might try and slide one in there. Fast. You would think he has to make him hit it on the leg side. All his fielders out there. Six to win. Four for a super over. More. As a Thunder supporter, I love hearing that. I set that commentary up on purpose uh, just to be able to hear that over and over again. But the test match is over, guys. Uh, Australia win convincingly, which means it's time we turn our focus to BBL Supercoach for round two. Mick, what's on tonight, mate? What are we going through? Uh, we're not just tipping the cap to the GOAT, Gary, for getting his 500th wicket. But on tonight's show, we'll look into each matchup, the most traded in and out, talk through our trades, our captains, and a fair bit more. Braino, let's get to it. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Insight BBL show. I am the super coach brain and uh, you can find me on X at SC underscore brain and the big horse is with me, Mickey Dell. Back after a little bit of a break, mate, we did a bit of a recap show and uh, we now we're looking to preview the next round. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Can't wait to get into it. It feels like it's it's been a long break, but look, Pakistan put up a, a bit of a fight for three days, but they capitulated quite severely, didn't they, in the end? So let's get some BBL rolling out. Yeah, uh, I saw a few people on Twitter saying, bring back Australia, A eh, versus Australia. Hey, oh. I'm all for that. that yeah. That'd be much more entertaining, I think, than watching Pakistan just, what, shit the bed for, what, what did they get bowled out for? Like sub 100 or something? something, yeah. Yeah, no good. So, uh, yeah, bring back the BBL, mate. We've got BBL in a day. So uh, we're here to preview that for round two. We'll talk through all that. We'll talk trades. We'll talk captains and all that kind of stuff <laughs> that you mentioned at the start of the show. But before we dive into all of that, please hit subscribe. Hit like, hit follow, review us if you're on audio, um, all that stuff so you don't miss another episode. We'd also appreciate the love. And also, don't forget, get some free stuff. Join our Unlimited League. The code is 482267. It's 482267, or the link is in the description below. Uh, you can go in the running to win some stuff. We're going to give away weekly prizes. We're already given away one <laughs> weekly prize to, uh, yep. I think it's 15th overall. <laughs> Uh, which was a massive, yes. uh, massive effort, 1,400 and crazy score, whatever he got, left us for dead. Uh, so good on him. But we're also giving away a super coach ring at the end of the season. And we've added in, because we hit, we cracked the 400 mark, we're going to throw in a jersey, a supporter's jersey for the winner as well, which is pretty cool. So We didn't just crack that 400 mark. We're, we're nudging 600 at the moment. This is goated. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Very, uh, very impressive. We, we love the, mm. the super coach addicts out there in the community. Speaking of, Jump in the Discord if you are. If you love talking Supercoach, if you love talking fantasy sport, whether it be NBA or it could be all four Supercoach sports, maybe maybe you're an FPL person. We've got room for that too. Jump in the Discord. The link is also in the description below. The community yeah. team as well, which we vote on every single week, is flying at the moment. It scored mm -hmm. 1,226 last week, and it's currently ranked 1,570. I don't know what it is about the community team, but the NBL community team is actually doing really well as well. So it it's sounds like our people know what we're doing. The NBL team, I think, is in the top 100 at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, something crazy. I think it's yeah. probably just outside the top 100 now, but it's actually bearing pretty well. So uh, we're well on track as well. And look, if we win anything, 
uh, we'll donate the money to charity if we get that lucky. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you'll also get to vote on which charity it goes to. And uh, you can also vote on the trades, the captains, the loops, and all that kind of stuff too. So jump in the Discord. The link's in the description. Rip in. Now, Absolutely. mate, we've got a bit to talk about. There, it, It's been Oops. a few days, and there's a lot of news that's come out in the last few days, mate. So let's jump into the latest news. It's time for some news from around the league. Now, of course, the latest news for the BBL is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. And if you've ever been wondering maybe what the best bank is, wondering if your current rates are too high if you're a home loaner uh, or if your dream home is even affordable at all, don't wonder anymore. You can contact Ryan from Astute Newstead who can give you confidential lending assistance with absolutely no obligations attached at all. You don't have to get pigeonholed into a specific lender either. He's got over 50 lenders on panel. So he will look after you, all the major banks included, and you don't even have to do any of the legwork. He will look after you and the best part, doesn't charge a fee. So you can contact Ryan on Instagram, Ryan Astute Newstead, or you can give him an email, Ryan H at EganWealth.com. And all you need to do is just send the code Insight or let him know that the Insight boys sent you when you contact him and he'll look after you. It won't cost you a thing. So thanks to Ryan for mm-hmm. supporting the show. Mick, what's happening, mate, in the world of BBL? Because there, there is a little bit to talk about, isn't there? There is. So let's get started with Renshaw and Brown. So Renshaw with a hammy and Brown with a foot continue their rehab from their injuries and have received positive news in the last couple of days, their fitness likely affecting the likes of Billings and Wood. That's yet to be seen as to which way that's going to go. How, how do you see that playing out? Do you expect if Renshaw and Brown are fit to come straight back in? I'm, I'm questionable about Brown. Renshaw, of course. Renshaw comes straight back in. That's not a question. Um, I, I would say he comes straight back into it to bat in the top four. I'm not quite sure exactly whether he opens a bat. Uh, he could easily replace, replace sorry, Brown. Funnily mm. enough, um, if even if Brown Brown's was fit, I don't, shit last week. Yeah, I don't know whether he works his way back into this team. Um, he was ordinary. He starved mm-hmm. Munro of the strike. That could have been anything that innings. Munro was actually looking yep. really good, and he just got starved of the strike early on. So yep. they're not. Uh, and I know Josh Brown's going to be aware of that too. The guy's a professional cricketer. He knows, you know, that getting off strike is important. So he, he'll be dirty with himself with that innings. But um, yeah, you're right. I think Billings may be sliding down the order one potentially. If both of these guys come back into the team, could be a could be realistic. Yeah. So that's a um, concern. Yeah. For those of you that are commenting, we will get to your comments. But there's a couple of nice little zingers in here. I like it. Kyle and uh, Brent, as always, love his chat. And uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle's already having a crack at uh, Renshaw, <laughs> which is good. We we love a little bit of banter yeah. at Insight. So throw yeah. it in there. Get in the comments. Um, yeah, no, you're right. So Billings is the concern. A lot of people have to decide whether they're going to move him on this week. And, and I think a lot of people got Billings potentially. Yes, he was on a triple in round one, but in round three, he's got the buy, which is the perfect wicketkeeper loop scenario. So he's also a guy you might want to hold. So, um, yeah, but you know, surely we wouldn't have gone with wood. No one would have started with wood because he wasn't named in game one. That's right. So that that's probably not a conversation. Now, mate, we move our way over to Perth and there's a bit happening in Perth at the moment. Yeah. There's a few roles that are up for grabs, I think, over there. And AJ Ty seems to be the guy coming out and having a chat about everything at the moment. We know he loves getting in front of the mic. Uh, he's saying that Ashton Agar's raring to go, absolutely bursting at the seams to get on the field, which is fair enough because he's been out for a while, but he's been Cricket Australia 
managed because of his contract with CA. Uh, the quote was, I think we'll see him in the very near future. So basically telling us maybe there's a chance that he returns in round two. Ooh, okay. Do, who does this affect when Agar comes back into the team? Who misses out? I think Cooper Conley's there to stay. Yeah. I think we, we've seen so much positive news around the old Looper Conley, who's now become, who I believe will be a mainstay of the Perth Scorchers lineup, that it's going to be McKenzie, unfortunately, as well as what he bowled. He said himself that, look, I'm playing for my position each and every week, but unfortunately someone's going to have to give way and it's going to be him. Like You, I think you can't right. not play Berendorf, Richardson, Ty, these sorts of players. Like they're elite level. And although he's got the, the three to 12, three for 12 to show for it from game one. Yeah. We, we just know he's playing for his spot each week. Mate, there's more news with these Perth quicks that we'll talk about very soon, which makes it even harder. Isn't there? Yeah. Um, now Ty, as he, as he loves to speak, uh, also spoke on Cooper Connolly's flexibility. Uh, not, he's definitely not talking about his, his ability in the yoga room. That's for sure. But, uh, talking about that being his best asset for the Scorchers. So the quote was, we need flexibility in this squad and he's there to provide it. And that concerns me with Cooper Connolly. Flexibility for super coach is not a good thing. Yes, he no, might keep not. his spot, but he might end up batting seven and being the sixth bowler. And that's not what we want for super coach. We want him opening the batting and hopefully getting a roll. You're right. And we, we've seen the news surrounding uh, Zach Crawley and that he's available for selection this week. My question to you and for the people that are watching at the moment, I reckon Eskenazi spots in jeopardy. Like, Fuck, I hope so. Yeah. I'd yep. love that. Here, I want to say you got to buy into the local talent. Like, how good is Cooper Connolly? The bloke took two or three catches in that, that first game. The guy was everywhere. He yep. looked good with the bat. Bowled some good overs as well through the middle. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say, and you can quote me on this, I don't know, 9.52 into this episode, that – there is every chance that Cooper Connolly goes further than Ashton Agar from an international perspective. The guy's got such so. a s serious amount of talent. He can do everything. So just let the man play. Let him play. Yeah. Eskenazi's your overseas player. Sit him on the pine. Make him earn his spot. He, didn't, he hasn't done anything in the BBL yet to earn no. what he's been given. No. So, and Kyle in the chat has said that Eskenazi looked terrible, and and we agree. That's that's where we're going with it. He didn't look good in the first knock, and um, no. yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they approach this selection wise. But let's hope Cooper Connolly holds his spot. Now, uh, Glenn Maxwell's agent yeah. came out and pretty much confirmed he's ready to go right for round three. Now we knew this was going to happen. Stars on the bye round two. He missed mm -hmm. that second game of the first round, unfortunately, but yep. It's a, it'd be an absolute miracle if he wasn't ready for round three for their double. And for those of you that are considering it, don't trade him out. He's a very good loop option for round two. He's got the bat bowl status, so you can move him up and down. For the sake of him missing this week, please don't trade him out. Yeah, agreed. And if you know how to use the loophole, we will we can explain it again if if people want us to explain it again. We'll, we'll talk through it at the back end. Um, but yeah, the loop is invaluable. I think, especially this week, a lot of us got stars players in knowing that they had the double by a double. So you want to use them in round two. That's exactly why you got them in. So I think it's a, it's a smart play to keep Maxi. You can probably just hold him for the season, but, um, definitely use him this week. Um, now Hamish Ke McKenzie, sorry, you mentioned earlier, probably maybe yeah. loses his spot if Agar's fit. Now, he was mentioned that he's a bit unsure of his role in BBL 13, which makes complete sense. The <laughs> poor bloke just went and got man of the match for Perth 
mm-hmm. in their uh, in their game there in their in their uh, very convincing win, where he yeah. got what did he get three for twelve, two for twelve, three for, three for twelve or something like that. Yeah, he was he bowled well. He's wrong. He did. He looked awesome. Heap too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he spins them both ways and wrist spinners are pretty hard to come by these days. So I think, you know, like even if, if he managed to hold his spot, maybe Cooper Connolly doesn't bowl bat seven. Awful role. So uh, mm-hmm. if you've got Ashton Agar and Hamish McKenzie playing in the same team, I actually don't mind that. I don't mind it at all. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how they play this. He'll take his opportunity. He said if he, if he gets it, but obviously he's aware with Agar returning, there's, there's every chance he might have to uh, make way, which is fine with him, team player. Now, Scorchers, again, Lance Morris has been released mm. from the test squad. Now, oh. this is the one that has massive implications, I think, for me. He joins the Scorchers for the game on Wednesday. How do you yep. think this plays out? What do you think their squad looks like? Because they've got five genuine quicks. If you count Matt <laughs> yeah. Kelly, Lance yep. Morris, Berendorf, Jai Richo, and Andrew Ty. Those five guys, you could easily pick all five of them. That's as good as you're going to get anywhere in the country. But you know, you know what I think this does, and I'm probably going to cop some heat for it. But so be it. Hardy doesn't bowl. I think yeah. he just bats. I, I think you're right. I, I my my concern now is that Hardy just becomes a number three. And look, yeah. maybe he bowls an over. That's fine. But I'm not picking Hardy because he gets an over every now and again. I'm picking yeah. Hardy because he has a good role that is like two or three overs a game as a minimum. Spot on. So I, I think my concern now is that when you've got Connolly, Mackenzie, Agar as your spinners, and then you've got five frontline quicks that you can rotate through whenever you want. Mm-hmm. How good at Perth in that situation, you can just let guys have a rest every now and again, and you can still throw out guys that can bowl 145 plus every single game. Now, yeah, I agree. Hardy's in some trouble. Yep. But in saying that though, he was the... I believe it was the third top scorer last year as a bat only. So it's not all doom and gloom for Hardy, but given that he, I believe, won't be bowling as much with Morris around, it will affect his scoring ability. And with two buys coming up as well and only singles, it it may affect his scoring. Yeah, you're getting two singles and two buys. You're getting two games in four rounds from Hardy right now. So he Mm -hmm. is probably a prime candidate as a trade-out right now. Maybe I'll be able to convince you to hold him for one more week based on the stats that I have, but... I think if you're looking for someone around that higher price, if you're trying to get a bit of a leapfrog to Matt Short, or maybe you're looking to get a Will Sutherland, uh, yeah, he probably is the one to go, unfortunately. Now, but it, for anybody who wants to know, and, and Honeyball and Ben uh, Summerford from Honeyball do a fantastic job Thank covering you. all of the local news as well. So uh, for anybody who's interested in what's happening from a local perspective for their for their local clubs in grade cricket, it actually is pretty relevant to whether these guys are going to get picked or not. Uh, Jake Fraser McGurk got 69 off 24 balls for Richmond on the weekend. Asam Amir got two for 17 off four overs playing for Fitzroy. Uh, we've got Sam Harper, who copped a lot of flack last week for his five supercoach points in two knocks. 51 off 24 on the weekend for Melbourne. And then you've got Ben Menenti, who was a very popular option this week. And people stashed him on the bench. And he got two for 23 mm-hmm. off his 10 overs and 87 from 49 balls. Now, I'll caveat this by saying that it was against the South Australia under-19 squad. I don't know how much I'm taking from that. Do you look into that? Two for 23 off 10 playing against 18-year-old kids? Is that important? Mate, of course it is. It depends if it's me we're talking about or if it's, you know, Ben Menenti <laughs> swinging with the stick. But, you know, it, it does take, you know, 87 for 49. You're still finding the middle of the bat. 
So it's probably good to get your eye in. You're seeing the ball well. Two for 23 as well. He's getting a bowl. Ten overs. Awesome. But does he play this week? I'm not so sure, given that out of the whole of the Adelaide team, there were only three people that played great cricket on the weekend, and he was one of them. Yeah, and yeah, we can look into that as much as we want. Maybe we'll talk about Mm. that a bit later, but there are some risks there that if they're looking at resting some of their guys in the lead-up to their double game week and Ben Menenti's playing on the weekend, maybe he's not in the the running to play, which is a concern. Mm It is. Uh, we'll dive into our predicted strikers lineup very soon when we uh, talk through how these games look. But I'm, I'm excited, as always. The Big Horses Deep Dive is coming up, and I made a transition for this one. Enjoy it. Oh, enjoy yourself. <laughs> All right. Let's talk James Baisley, ladies and gentlemen. The first eight games... In BBL 12, he had three scores of 80-plus, only two scores of sub-10 points. He averaged 57.8, but get this right, in his last seven games, he only had one score of 50-plus, two sub-10-point scores, only an average of 26.1. I know it was injury-affected on the back end of the year, but do you see this being an issue now that we've got Agar coming through, they've got Payne there now, they've got Overton, these sorts of bowlers, do you think it's going to be a big deal for him? Yeah, I do. My biggest, I don't care about Agar and Payne. I don't think they affect Baisley at all, but I do think that Overton does. Now, this very similar role in terms of a guy that'll bat six, seven or five to seven, you could say, uh, depending on how their lineup looks. And mm-hmm. then you've got a guy that could potentially bowl one to three overs. And that's basically where they both fit into that category. Now, Baisley had a big role for the Heat last year because he was kind of yeah. their only... Well, I mean, him and Nisa were their two all-rounders. So it, can we see him fit into this striker's lineup as one of two to three all-rounders in this squad? Maybe. But yeah, you're right. There is risk. And I've been mm-hmm. getting colder and colder on James Baisley as the mm-hmm. week has gone. So, um, I, I mean, I'll talk you through my trades at the end of the show. But sure. yeah, I'm concerned. I'm a little bit worried now. And these stats even back that up. Like, obviously, he had a shit house finished to BBL 12, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Wasn't any good at yeah, all. So did. if you're looking at that, it's not, it's not pretty. One of the, uh, one of the guys that's dropped in the comments here, William Hill. I uh, went down to watch him in some local grade cricket on the weekend, playing ones at Mandurang, scored a very brisk one off nine balls and was caught at <laughs> deep mid on. So Wilbur, you need to do better brother. But anyway, back into the BBL, Matt Short, he's still only in 32% of teams, Brano. He's on the double, so we get two cracks at the cherry with him, right? Potentially the best BBL player we have here in our league. Can you in any world see him not making his way into your side, given that he averages 87 in the past two seasons at Adelaide Oval? 87? Okay. Um, well, I mean, he was already in my team anyway, but now he can just stay there for I'm not even going to think twice about that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um we know Let that put... Adelaide Oval short square yeah. boundaries, right? That's that's mm-hmm. the appeal, isn't it? He does. He actually scores really well square. Yep. And I'll just throw out these scores just for you know shits and gigs: 142, 103, 117, 127, 119, 173, 142. This is Matt Short at Adelaide Oval. Do not antipod this man, please. If if you want to get adventurous, slap the C on him straight away. I personally will be putting the VC and putting the C on a looper, but 
this man has the potential to go really large game one. Yeah, look, he's the second most expensive player in the game for a reason. For anybody who played mm-hmm. BBL Supercoach last year, they'd know that you don't need to question whether Matt Short's a buy or not. I think yeah. also that maybe there is some logic or maybe people are starting to try to outthink the room considering maybe they had a bad round one. Maybe people mm-hmm. struggled a little bit in round one or got thrown with the Renegades um, match abandon or, or whatever it be. And maybe you're behind the eight ball a little bit. Mind you, I'm behind the eight ball too. But I think you just need to trust the initial research that you've done and, and trust that these guys like Matt Short, who have amazing roles. Uh, if Let me tell you this. If Ben Menenti is named, okay, start to think about whether he's going to bowl. Matt Short might not bowl then. They've got three spinners in the squad. Who knows? Or maybe he only gets one over. But if Ben Menenti does not get picked and they roll with Matt Short and Darcy Short as the two spinners, this guy is a must. He should be 100% mm-hmm. owned. Absolutely. And even, like, for the people that say that he struggles at the SCG and against the Sixers, yes, he has in the past, but the last two games against them, he scored 127 and 117. So I'd be overlooking those career-long struggles against Sydney and just have a look at the more recent history against his team and go, well, this bloke goes all right. Yeah, he does. I think you probably, yeah, you're out thinking the room trying to get on this bloke. So, yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Matt Short's in my team at this point in time. Yep. And for one, uh, I've done a little bit of digging on Mitch Swepson. He's got a minus 70 break even this week, and he's projected to make 30K if he only scores 47 this round. Do you go with the cash option, Brano, or are we going someone on the double? What are you going to do? Can I say both? Can I say why not both? I've seen on the Ooh. NBL show they use the they absolutely butcher the say the Mexican saying or whatever it is, but I'm not even going to try. But you know why not both that meme or that gift that floats around on the internet? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you get Mitch Swepson as well as just load up? Can you? Can you? Okay, let me ask you this: Can you boost to get Swepson? Are you boosting for the right reasons? Well, my my thoughts behind, and I am genuinely thinking about boosting. For Swepson. Yep. My thoughts mm-hmm. are that building up your cash and building up bank and, and your team value at the start of the season is the most important time to do it. At the end mm-hmm. of the season, it doesn't really matter too much. You should use your first four to five weeks to try and make as much money as you possibly can. And then you make your real hard run at the end of the season. And I think we've heard Andrew Langley, the back-to-back champion of Supercoach, talk about getting your team to $2.5 million in value by round five. Mm-hmm. And I think yep. that's 100 k per week. Now, if you've got the right players and you chase the right cash cows initially, it's very realistic. And I think Swepson is clearly the best cash cow of the week. You just mentioned 40, what, 47 or something? 47 he needs to score to make 30K. Yeah. Okay. So 47 is a wicket and a good economy rate. It's two Mm -hmm. wickets and no economy rate. Uh, you know, like we've got to count dot balls as points as well. So like, mate, mm-hmm. he could get a wicket and a 15 economy rate. So he could go for less than, I don't know, 28, whatever that is. And, um, a couple of dots and he's sorted and that that's made him, what did you say? 30 K. So mm-hmm. for me, I think that's boost worthy. I think getting the best cash cow of the weekend with a good role. It's clear that they like him over there at the Heat. I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. I think that's boost worthy. I tell you what isn't boost worthy: getting in Darcy Short, and that was a no. question that we've got for later. But I'll cover it now because getting in a batsman only that could easily fail twice is not 
worth a boost. So, and also at his price as well, it just depends on what it creates for you long-term, but I'd be looking at the role of a player and I'm always going to prefer bowlers and all-rounders over Mm -hmm. batsmen only at this point. Sure. Sure. Mate, uh, we should dive into the game preview, shouldn't we? It's about that time. We'll start talking about these matchups, eh? Yeah, sure. Every time. You're out in the fields. Yep. Every. Uh, guys, the game preview brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. If you've ever smashed a bottle of spirits, guarantee everyone's done it. You've been out fishing, you've been out camping, you've been out doing something outdoorsy, and you've dropped the bottle of spirits on the ground. It's gone everywhere. You'll know the frustration, but you don't have to worry anymore. The Standard Squeeze has you covered. They've got food grade quality plastic bottles. So not only are they unbreakable, but they're perfect for storage in the fridge or the cupboard for as long as you need to. And they're also super lightweight as well. So it doesn't weigh down your bag if you're taking away a few bottles of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also comes in multiple sizes, pours the perfect 30 mil shot so you can drink responsibly and conveniently at the same time. So you can head over to standardsqueeze.com, use the code INSIGHT15, get yourself 15% off all of their stuff, their quality, good friends of ours. And uh, we thank them for their support. Mm-hmm. Now, Mick, do you want to take us into Tuesday's first game, mate? 7.15, we oh, kick yeah. off. Strikers versus Adelaide. Uh, sorry, Strikers versus Thunder, I should say. Mm-hmm. Adelaide Oval is the big appeal for me. Yeah, it is. So there's plenty to talk about regarding the Strikers and how they're going to line up, considering that we've seen nothing of them so far. So it's just it's a great big unknown at the moment. Wes Agar quoted big raps on David Payne as their death bowler. Make of that what you will, but he has firmly been inserted into the horses for courses. <laughs> he has been quoted as saying, I think picking David... Uh, Sorry, I think picking up David Payne is a massive plus for us. He's got a lot of experience with death bowling and he swings that new ball around a lot. He's also talked up Jamie Overton's ability to hit a big bowl and bowl a good heavy ball. I can tell you what, (laughs) Overton is a massive boy, isn't he? And he does hit a long, big ball. So what are you thinking? Both? Just one? I don't... I've seen people do both. And that's fine. I'm not against going with both. I think they could be both decent options. I mean, I've been cooling on Baisley and probably heating up on Overton a bit only mm-hmm. because of the 40K difference. You can do a yep. lot with 40K, especially this week when we're chasing cash and we're mm-hmm. looking to maximize the amount of money we have in the bank. So I think Overton, with the way that they're talking him and David Payne up, I don't hate it at all. I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, David Payne's probably my preference. I just think he's more locked into a specific role than Jamie Overton. I think that his role could be as a risk, maybe a bit of a tall Paul, Paul Walter role for the Brisbane Mm -hmm. Heat. And that concerns me considering there could be games where he doesn't get a bat. Maybe Adelaide do well at the top of the order and he bats seven or six or five or whatever. And he doesn't get a he doesn't get a knock. So that's a concern. He does bowl quick, but you've also got guys like Henry Thornton. You've got Wes Agar, Mm -hmm. you've got David Payne. If they pick Ben Menenti, they've got, Darcy short, they've got Matt short. They're six bowlers already ahead of him, probably. Um, yep. So, yeah, th- there's a bit of concern there around his role, but I do I do like Jamie Overton as a player. So if you're looking at him just as the player, I think he's not a bad shout. Now I've got a couple more for you. Okay. The question become which spinner gets the nod here? Or do they not use a specialist spinner at all and rely on sh- the shorts to get them through? So is it Menenti, Boyce? Did they roll with Darcy and Matt short? What do you reckon? Mate, your guess is as good as mine, really. I don't know. Um, We've seen nothing. So 
like we encourage people to get in the Discord because as soon as teams are released, we'll have everything in there and we'll be talking about which way we'll be going about it. But for now, there's just so much of an unknown, isn't there? Yeah, Jason Gillespie hasn't given anything away either. He's like, oh, we don't know how we're going to replace Rashid Khan. I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. He's been real vague about it. Like, oh, we've got two really good spinners in Menenti and uh, Cameron Boyce. So, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find out the best fit for us. And he's been super vague about what they're going to do. So I think the beauty of this is that the strikers play first. So we can wait till the last minute. We can wait till 6.30 when the toss is done and the teams are announced. And then uh, we can make our decision from there. For anybody who went early on Menenti, I'll pray for you that he is picked. Mm -hmm. I think he will be. Duncan, that's a good one. Duncan D's nuts is, uh, <laughs> has mentioned that uh, he thinks Menenti gets a run. Uh, props to the, um, props to the um, name. That's a good one. And the profile pick. That's not bad either. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Menenti gets a run as well. I think he does. If they pick a specialist spinner. I think he gets the rollover boys. There is mm -hmm. very much risk that they just roll with Matt Short. We saw what Matt Short did last year. Mm -hmm. It was quality as their one of their only spinners. I don't have a problem with Matt Short being their frontline spinner. He does a fantastic job. He bowled in the power play at the start of the year. He opened the bowling. He, he bowled the first he over did. of the innings. He did. So there's nothing wrong with his ability to bowl a good ball. Um, so yeah, they could realistically do that. Fair up or shore up their batting a little bit as well. Um, Let's quickly kind of move on from the Thunder very quickly before we talk about our predicted team for the Adelaide Strikers. Yeah. The only guy here that we should be getting is Tanvi Sager. Am I right? Got him. Yeah, fucking nice. Well, yeah. Man. Yep, now, I'm with Kyle here. I'm I'm not boosting this week, so I'm just using my three trades. But Tanvi Sanger, sorry, is one of those guys that's making his way into my side. Yeah. I, um, I've been talking with Kyle a bit in the DMs on X and we've been talking about the idea of potentially boosting for Sanger or, or Sanger versus Swepson as a pick. And it's pretty hard to pick between the two. But I think in terms of when you're looking at maximizing points in the short term with Sanger yeah. coming up on a double with the Thunder in round four, they come up into their double. Sanger's also got a minus 30 or minus 27 break even or whatever it is. So like he steps on the field, he makes cash. I think he's... a probably a better short-term option but if you can get both if you're if you set yourself up with potentially a darcy short and a Menenti on the bench for the strikers and you can get two more strikers and then boost to get sanger and swepson i reckon that's the perfect world for me i think that's boost worthy okay Not anyway bad from you we'll see we'll see um how, how, how do you think adelaide's going to line up tell me i think Talk the short the short, the short boys that they open the batting. That's that's pretty simple. Is, it, is there any relation between the two? No, no. Okay, just a coincidence. Uh, Chris Lynn bats at three. I think Adam Hose bats at four. Um, then it gets a little bit tricky, doesn't it? It's I'd probably say based on recent club form, local form. I think Jake Retherald probably gets a run. Gillespie's um, come out and said that he's in some good form too, and we'll likely see him in the middle order in a new role for him. Nice. Good shout. So I'd say Weatherall probably hats it then, doesn't he? Um, mm -hmm. Then it's a toss of but then a it gets coin tricky. between yeah. Yeah, Baisley and Overton, who bat six and seven. Um, I'd probably say Overton might bat six Baisley at seven, potentially. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then we've got Nielsen probably bats eight. They need a wicketkeeper somewhere. Unless, unless Matt Short can bowl to himself and he can run down the other end of the wickets and, and catch the ball. I'd say uh, we've... Darcy Darcy Short's kept in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. 
Um, mm. Maybe they use him as a bowler. Now, this predicted yeah. 11, I actually don't have Menenti in it. Now, mm. Overton, basically six, Overton seven, Nielsen eight. Then we've got Agar, Thornton, and Payne at 9, 10, 11. So you've got your three frontline quicks, 9, 10, 11. You've got your keeper at eight. You've got your all-rounders at six and seven. So there's your five bowlers straight off the bat. Then you've got short, short at the top. Now, they'd be silly not to look at this lineup, wouldn't they? Like, shore up your batting a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, Menenti misses out here. But there's a realistic chance he does. I mean, especially with the news we just found out that he played cricket on the weekend when nearly every other strikers player that was in this squad did not play club cricket. Yep. And I'm with Thomas here in the chat. <laughs> um, put Nielsen at 11. If he wasn't Tim Nielsen's boy, he wouldn't be playing third grade at your local level. That He's the worst wicketkeeper batsman in the BBL as we speak. Jeez, I, th- I hope they can find another wicketkeeper batsman because he's dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough, isn't it? But anyway, hey, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, lucky. I'm not from Adelaide, so I don't give a shit how they go. Yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, you want to keep picking your your kid? Then good luck to yeah. you. Go nuts. Now, uh, the Adelaide's the big contention, the big talking point, isn't it? So let's let's talk through these guys very quickly. And there's a few questions maybe that we'll be able to cover off right now that we've already sure. received in the Discord. Who's your pick of the bowlers here? So let's go through Agar, Thornton, and Payne because potentially all three could play. Who do you take? If you had to pick one of them, who are you picking? Payne. What's the reason? Oh, for those of you that don't know much about Payne, Google him. Have a look at his YouTube clips. The man is very upright, left armour, moves the ball a lot. We see in the second game as well that there's going to be some cloud cover. I fully expect that we're going to get a game up in Sydney for their um their second game of their double game week. The man moves the ball a lot. And left armor coming into the right hand is moving away from the right hand, uh, left hander. Sorry, he, he looks really nice. He's my pick. I know Thornton performed well last year. Agar bowls some serious gas, but Agar's also known to be a bit erratic at times as well. So Payne's my pick. Yeah, I think I'm with you. The one thing I'm thinking about at the moment because they're sh- so short square is if he's if he's bowling at right hand as he swings the ball into the right hander, doesn't he? David yeah, Payne. he does. Yep. Is there a chance there that he could swing into the right-handers' pads? I mean, not oh, an ideal situation. What is the Thunders are opening? Let's let's have a look at the Thunders' top order very quickly. Bancroft, mm-hmm. Hales are both right-handers. Mm-hmm. You have Gilks at three. Every chance he slides down the order if Jason Sanger's ready, and he's also a right-hander. There's every chance mm-hmm. Jason Sanger comes in for game one. I Ollie believe Davies. Sanger's not in the squad from what I saw half an hour ago. Really? Okay. All right. Really? Well, maybe that. I'll try. That I'll issue. try and confirm that for us. Yeah. Sweet. Ollie Davies at four, also right-hander. Alex Ross at five, also a right-hander. Daniel Sams at six, also a right-hander. Now Chris Green at seven, also a right-hander. McAndrews, Hatcher, these guys are—they've got one left-hander in their fucking their their whole lineup. Now for David Payne, is that a good thing? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. The guy bowls pretty quick. But if you're bowling into the right-handers' pads on very short square boundaries, it's something to think about. I don't want to talk but myself you... out of David Payne, but I, I, he's still my pick at this point in time. But it's something to consider because maybe he could go for a few extra runs if he's swinging into right-handers' pads. I bet you you'd be really fun at parties after talking like that. Hey, you know I've talked you into this, haven't you? Yeah. You know I make some fucking logical decisions every now and again. Yeah, yeah I'm picking him, though. Yeah, I think I am. Too. And we got just yeah, confirmation through Kyle. Yes, 
Jason Sanger has not been named in the squad. So for those so of Gilks you that... So three. Yep. So hopefully he can nick off Gilks nice and early and we can get a, get a nice little quick win there. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's move on to the Scorchers versus the Hurricanes, mate. Optus Stadium, this one. We know the Scorchers love playing at Optus Stadium. This one's on Wednesday. Let me ask you this. Tough question. Hard hitter, right off the bat. Is Hardy now a trade-out? They've got no. a ton of batting depth. And fast bowling depth, don't they? What but, happens here? Oh, look, if he's still batting three and it's a good batting deck, the men's still going to make runs. Like, he got himself out in the last game after starting like he looked good. And even in that first game they got called off, he was on, what, 20-odd on a really difficult track and made it look relatively easy. The man's built to make runs. So, for me, he's not a trade-out yet, no. No, I'd be rolling with him until the buys. I'm, fuck, I'm so tempted to move him on. Uh, and I hate myself for it. The reason, I, the reason I may do it is to get Swepson. But okay. I'm looking at his average against the Hurricanes is the best average that he has against any team in the competition. Spot he averages on. 65 yep. super coach points against the Hurricanes mm-hmm. and also playing at home in Perth. We know mm-hmm. that Perth are fast, nippy wickets. The ball comes onto the bat really nicely. Um, disregard what we just saw at Optus from that real cracky pitch that we saw in the test match, because they won't be using that one. They'll be using something a little bit quicker. So yeah, my, uh, we know that the ball comes through at Optus. So there, there's going to be opportunity for runs there. They love playing there, but is Hardy going to get a bowl? That is my concern because I hate batsmen only hate them. And I'm avoiding them at all costs this year. Cause it ruined me last year. Is mm-hmm. Hardy going to get a bowl if they name Kelly Berendorf, Richardson, Ty, Morris, you got four of those five, right? Yep. If four yep. of those five play, Hardy doesn't bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kelly plays yet. Yeah, okay. So if three of those five play, he's the sixth bowler. Am mm-hmm. I right? If Agar's back yep. in, you keep Connolly, he probably gets maybe one or two overs. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, whether I'd... I want a guy that's going to bowl two overs. I don't know whether I like your logic. The man, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, brother. No, do it. He's the third best super coach scorer last year as a batsman only, right? So your your logic behind he might not bowl, that's fine. He averages north of 65 against the Hobart Hurricanes. He's playing at home in Perth, which is notoriously a good batting deck. You'd be crazy to trade him out. And Let he's got a break even at 68. If I'm going to get Swepson in, mm-hmm. do I, I would probably have to do Kuhneman or Walter to him. Would you prefer okay. that? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, because um, it's one thing to be making money, but it's another thing to be scoring the points to be up there to give yourself a chance at winning prizes. And I think Hardy's got better a better chance at scoring large than what a Walter or a Kuhneman do. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, Kyle says Hardy to Sutherland. Now, let me ask you this. Would you do that move if it meant that you, it was your last chance at getting Will Sutherland at minus 18 break even? He could be 200K next week for the double. He could Would be. you make that move? Fuck, I bought him in before round one. Um, I mean, if you're desperate, yes. You almost have to, but Sutherland's one of the only people that I'd move him to. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually, that's probably a good advice. 
if you need to get Will Sutherland, maybe it's an option. Anybody else, you probably need to look elsewhere. Fair call. Yeah, I, I understand, like we said before, that Swepson has got that low break even. And yeah, it's not too bad to be making money. But if you're going to fall yourself short 40, 50 points for the round, like is that going to put you too far back in your league to be able to make that ground up? Or it's a very delicate, are you going for the win or are you trying to make as much cash to potentially buy in the best squad you can in three or four rounds' time? You've really just got to nut it out for yourself. This I like, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, Munro to Sutherland. Might be my preference, personally. I've done Munro to Matt Short, so yes. I like it. I like it. We'll talk about why we're moving Munro on a little bit later. It's a little bit spice to it. Um, let's quickly talk Scorchers, Hurricanes. Mate, Crawley, Agar, and Morris potentially could all come into this squad, which means that three guys jump out. Now, for, for me, I really hope it's Eskenazi, but it realistically could be Connolly. Has to be. Um, Has to be. Hobson definitely drops out. Has to. He's definitely yeah. not yeah. in their best 11 when they're fit. And yeah. Hamish McKenzie, as sad as it is, I would love for him to stay and I'd love for him to play as a fellow wrist spinner, but I think McKenzie makes way uh, for Agar. So I'd probably say that maybe Eskenazi, Hobson, and McKenzie drop out. Maybe that's the super coach in me that wants Connolly to stay, but that it's one of Connolly and Eskenazi that have to go. I know they're saying they're taking a conservative approach with Agar and that he may come in, but after last week, I think he might even sit out another week and McKenzie go again. So I think you maybe. might only say Morris and Crawley come in. Yeah, maybe. And and yeah. if that's the case, then the risk, or I mean, not the risk, sorry, but McKenzie stays. Yeah. So it doesn't alleviate the risk on Connolly. I've seen a lot of people actually getting Connolly in this week. I don't know whether I would yeah. do that. Um, no. But Hamish McKenzie could be a nice little cash cow, like a two-week cash cow. Yeah. So you've, you've brought it up previously, mate, that Agar's contracted by Cricket Australia, so they're going to want to be conservative with him. It's a long summer. There's six tests, even though we know he's not going to be playing test matches. But there's ODIs, there's T20s, there's a lot of cricket going on in the next six months. They're not going to rush him into a T20 here. And especially with McKenzie bowling the way he had, I'd be more inclined to think that they're going to take that conservative approach. Let McKenzie have another crack at it. He's gone three for 12 and man of the match honours. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, mate, Hurricanes draw doesn't really get much better for a while. So there's only a couple of guys no. we're talking about. Maybe probably one guy we're talking about, and it's Ben McDermott. He got mm-hmm. 21 last week, but he actually looked okay. He had a nice six off the legs. Um, yep. He's the perfect kind of wicketkeeper loop, bench loop option. If you have Whiteman or Harper, if you don't have either of those guys, I wouldn't bother getting McDermott right now. No. Now, uh, I have Ben McDermott. He's sitting on my bench. I will put the emergency on Ben McDermott and I will sit Sam Harper in my starting wicketkeeper spot. And if Ben McDermott fails in game one, or sorry, game two, um, I will swap Philippi up and Harper onto the bench and I'll move Jake Fraser-McGurk back onto the field. So it's it's a way to give yourself a second crack at the wicketkeeper, starting wicketkeeper spot. Um, so that that's essentially what you call a bench loop. Yep. So um, yep. definitely a good option. If you have McDermott and Harper so, this week, that's the way you play it. It's a very smart way to go about it. I'm stuck with either McDermott or Billings on field because I don't have a wicketkeeper loop this week. So I'm but sort of tossing up with the week. idea. I will have it next week, yes. But I want to go McDermott, but when he's facing a pace attack like Morris, Richardson, Berendorf, 
it may just have to be Billings this week. Keeping in mind, Ben McDermott loves the pace on the ball. Loves the pace on the ball. Hates it when the pace is taken off the ball. We saw that last week. Um, mm. The Thunder did that incredibly well. Um, so, yeah, for me, I don't know. Maybe McDermott against the Scorchers is a really – at Optus Stadium is actually at a Optus. nice matchup. Yeah. Maybe you talk me to that. Yeah. Um, the only hurricane I actually like is Corey Anderson, believe it or not. He's he got a good. negative break even. The guy fucking was yeah. awesome last week. He's batting six, yeah. bowling four overs. Tell me what is there not to like about him? Nothing. I actually like our brothers across the ditch. Mm-hmm. I wish he was bat bowl. Maybe he will be round four. Hopefully. So the, the word is the dual position changes will be made round four. So that, that could be an option. I, I would say it's an absolute no-brainer that Corey Anderson gets bat bowl dual. So if you can oh, wait until round yeah. four, it's an option for sure. Yep, for sure. Let's move on to the next game, mate. Thursday, 7.15, we've got Renegades versus the Heat at Marvel. Why didn't they play at Marvel last week? Fuck, that would have helped us. Put the oh, roof a little up, bit. Sorted. Yeah. Ready to go. That, then again, fuck, knowing, knowing how things went last week, they would have got water through the roof or some shit, and it would have gone under the covers somehow. Um, <laughs> Sean Marsh is coming back into this side. Now, I guess the question mark now becomes, does this hurt Jake Fraser McGurk? Where do that? Where does Marsh bat? Does he play? Um, who drops out? There's there's a lot to consider. I'd say John O'Wells probably drops out of this squad. Yep. Yep. Personally, I was going to say that. Jake Fraser yep. McGurk likely, if Sean Marsh is going to bat three or four, Fraser McGurk goes down to six or seven. And for me, I don't Ooh. love that. So I don't know. The the guy's been scoring really well lately, and even in club cricket on the weekend, he what do you get? He's sixty odd off fuck yep. all balls as well. I think he's, he stays at three, like Marsh goes to three or four and he just bats wherever Marsh doesn't and then Finch drops down. Finch doesn't look that great. No. No, uh, he, he's awful. And they've talked about the fact that Finch might be rotated throughout the mm. year as well. So well, maybe Finch sits yeah. out. Mm. Who knows? Um, but also, Sean Marsh could realistically bat five, four, five. Madison could drop down to six maybe and they keep Fraser McGurk at three. That's yeah. That's what I'd do. That's my preference. For I would sure. rather keep Fraser McGurk based on what he did last week. Keep the bloke in the fucking team. Mm-hmm. Let the guy just hit bombs. He's 100%. in good form. And Justin Pascoe, uh, as much as I don't like your name, I'm with you. And this is me. Yes. Uh, don't write weird comments in the NBL show. Promise. Um, now, with this one, which heat are you selling? Munro. Munro's gone. And... I've kept Nessa. About that. Talk me through your thought, your thinking there, because he's got a minus twenty eight break even. Like, why why are we selling Munro with a massive negative break even for? Uh, because I'm carrying too many Brisbane players, and looking back through it, I'm like, well, I'm getting some Adelaide players in. He's a batsman only, so he limits what I can do with loopholes for next week. I've carried Nessa, so he's a bat bowl. I'm holding on to Kuhneman for this week, and I'm holding on to Billings just purely because. I do not want to boost. So, unfortunately, even though he's got a minus 27, you've brought it up in previous podcasts that one good rock and he's gone. You're a bowler. You've got 24 goes at cracking a wicket or getting a dot ball or, you know, working your way towards an economy bonus. It's really just do or die with each ball that a batsman only faces. So, just weighing up the pros and the cons. Unfortunately, as much as I like Munro, because I believe that he is the informed batter in the comp, it's just one rock. That's the risk. 
burnt me so much. I had Usman, I had Labashain, I had so many batsmen only last year and like they just failed me every single time. But yeah. then I didn't get the guy like Steve Smith who got two hundreds in a row that probably won whoever that won Andrew Langley super coach by getting him in. So uh yeah, the, the batsman only can win or lose you the competition. So um yeah, yeah no, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm trading at Munro as well for that reason. So you hit the nail on the head. Let me ask you this is we've talked about Swepson, we've talked about his negative seventy break even. Is he a buy still because they've got a single into a buy? You're getting one game out of the next two out of him? Do you still get him? Are there conditions to be able to get Swepson? Have to wait and see. I'm not bringing him in, even though he's got such a low break even. Yeah. I'm playing the, I want as many points as I can. And really, I am going to bring him in to then trade him out. So then if I bought Swepson in, and then I've got Nessa, and then I've got, I'm not going sideways because Kuhneman's still got a really low break even. And then I've got Billings. And then I've got Matt Short, and then I've got Darcy Short. My plan is to boost next week, so then yeah. I can get maximum value for my team next week. So no, I, I won't be bringing him in. But for those of you that are in a position that you can potentially bring him in, make some money, and then trade him out without having to risk too many zeros next week, by all means, go nuts. Yeah, I think your team next week is more important as a question. Mm-hmm as to whether you get swept in this week or not, how many heat players do you have? How many strikers players do you have? So if you've got six or more, I'd probably say that you need a boost next week uh, to get rid of four of them because you're going to have two guys sitting on the bench doing nothing for you. You can yeah. use them as loops and that's fine. If you've got mm-hmm. Billings as one of them, that's even better. But um, for me, I think, yeah, if you're stuck with six heat players this week and you have to boost to get to that position, Too many. it becomes tough becomes very tough. Um, two questions for you, mate. Yep. Billings, does his role now become affected if Renshaw can't make this squad and Pearson comes back in? Uh, what happens to Billings if he loses the gloves? Do you like him less? I like him a lot less. Yep. Mm. Even though he scored bugger all last week with having the gloves on, there's still that potential that he could take a catch or could take a stumping. So... His points are definitely affected. He looked decent without being sensational with the bat last week, falling short of our strike rate bonus twice, but could be doing worse. Could have Harper. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, All right, one more question for you. Uh, Quinton de Kock Mm. and Will Sutherland are the two kind of probably best buys, I guess we could say, from the Renegades. Do we get them now? Do we get them next week? Or do we get one now, one next week? How do you play that? Because they've got their double next week. Could be pretty valuable. I think you you and I spoke about this a couple of podcasts ago about international cricketers, especially batsmen, taking a little bit of time to acclimatise to Australian conditions before they go off. Um, Munro, obviously the exception. He's performed extremely well, but um, Quinton de Kock didn't look great in his, what did he make, 10? Didn't make that many runs. I'm probably waiting another week to see how he goes. And then if he starts to look decent with the bat, then I'm looking to bring him in for the double next week. Did Quentin, no, Quentin DeCock didn't get a chance to bat. That was their oh, washed he? out game, oh, wasn't it? No, that's right. Yeah. He only got 10, didn't he? With a catch behind the stumps. Yeah, he got a catch. Yeah. 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 Sorry, my so, bad. Um, yeah. yeah, we haven't seen. We haven't seen what's happening. But in saying that, you look at the bloke's form. You can only go on form. For me, though, I don't know whether I will, just because of the price, What's he at? 150k, 155k. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Ask me next week. I'm not going early. Yeah, I'm probably just Will a little early, bit too much. Quitting the next week. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Last game, mate. Friday, seven fifteen. We've got the Sixers and the Strikers at the SCG. Any game at the SCG, I look a little bit closer at the Sixers. They play so much better there than they do away. Um, their, their schedule with no doubles and no buys, though, handicaps them a little bit, doesn't it? Because the buy is still valuable for a lot of players in Supercoach this year because you can use them as loops. Uh, they don't have any of those, and they don't have any doubles for the rest of for the season. So you've got Sean Abbott, Philippi, and Curran are probably the three main guys that we're looking at, or maybe three mm-hmm. main guys that people started with. Who do you trade out? Who do you hold? Is probably the more relevant question for these three. Probably going to cop some hate for it, but I'm trading out Abbott. That's yep. honestly, that's my answer. Um, Philippi is my kind of backup wicket keeper as a way. Like where, if my loop fails and McDermott fails, Philippi is my go-to there as a second crack. So that that's probably my option. Unless I have a Joe Clark or someone like that, I can slide them up. But I think Philippi is the option at 50% owned. Most mm-hmm. people have him. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think Abbott's value as well. He's coming off a 30. Yes, his role's nice. Don't get me wrong. And I called him a must-have in the preseason. I still don't necessarily say that he isn't. His role's nice, but I love Curran's role even more. I think if you ask me to pick Curran or Abbott, I'd say Curran mm-hmm. stays, Abbott goes. Yep. Well, um, we, we saw the way Curran bowled last week. He was sensational. Yeah, fuck yeah. Good. It, game two, he was great. I mean, even game one, people look at game one and go, oh, he got 20-odd points, but he got none for 22 or four overs. Like, mm-hmm. he was fucking good. He was just yeah. unlucky. Uh, and he played a fucking stinking shot as well. He played all rounds, Zampa's fucking slider that just went straight through the gate. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Curran's got the ability with the bat and the ball and, and a nice role. So I'm keeping Curran and I'd be selling Abbott if I had both. Um, we don't know anything about the strikers likely second game lineup because we haven't seen the first game. I think that's going to determine how they go in the second game. Uh, or it could be rotation-based based on how many quicks they line up in, in game one. So we'll be able to reassess. We'll chuck it in the Discord based on our thoughts on on what the game one mm-hmm. lineup looks like as to what we think is going to happen in game two and who we should pick and who we think is going to be the best option to play both games. Um, let me ask you this. Who do you That's think it. out of the – let's ignore the batsmen, but let's talk bowlers and all-rounders. Who's the mm-hmm. most likely players to play both games this round as a striker? Agar and Payne as bowlers. Yep. Uh, Thornton maybe, but I reckon Thornton gets rotated personally. I'm I'm a definite too. Payne and Agar. Yeah. I think so as well. I mean, you've got Agar coming out talking about Payne in the media first of mm-hmm. all, saying that he's going to get the new ball overs and he's also going to get uh, the death. That they love the experience that he brings to the team at the death overs. So I do like that. We've seen him. He's a known commodity in the BBL. He played for the Scorchers mm-hmm. last year and did a cracking job for them in four games. Didn't he? So, uh, and Wes Agar is the lead paceman for Adelaide mm-hmm. and for South Australia in domestic cricket. So I think those two guys are locked in. And I think yeah. if you want two solid options, I think both of them are really good shouts. Let me yeah. ask you this and make it hard for oh. you. Sorry. Yep, go for it. Now, if you had to pick one, who are you picking? You're, you're trading in pain, but is that based on price or is that based on best option? Yeah, best option for me. Yeah, cool. consistency-wise. And I want I want to bring up something here that Kai Broom's put in the chat. Weather yeah. is fine. One mil of rain, 20% chance of rain. Keeps flipping. Um, look, as far as we can see, it's not going to rain. 
Um, if it does, then you can blame God. But cloudy, left armour, if you, you go back and watch Overton, you go back and watch Payne, you watch Agar, Payne moves the ball a lot through the air. And if that's cloudy and overcast there, my God, that man's going to get some movement on the ball. So Payne has become more and more solidified in my side, given not so much the conditions at the SCG for their second game, but just overall, I think he's a better fit. Good little, uh, good cricket knowledge from you as well. Like uh, for anybody who doesn't really or hasn't played cricket or doesn't really know cricket that much and is just playing BBL Supercoach, um, overcast conditions, swing the ball more. It's mm-hmm. it's the way that it works. Um, so when you see the clouds are up um, and you don't see much sun out, you know the ball's going to swing a little bit more. Don't ask me why I'm not a scientist, but it just happens. It's the way that it works. So for when you see a matchup like this and you see that there's maybe a rain around or there's a bit of humidity or whatever it be, um, you know that the ball's going to swing more. And and David Payne's a big swing bowler. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Good shout. Yeah. Um, I used to yeah, hate opening the bat against, you know, People that bowled some serious gas, but those overcast days, you'd be batting just that extra couple of inches out of your crease just to try and get down the deck a little bit more. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Mate, you know the best part? I didn't have to worry about that shit because I batted like nine. So it didn't bother me. You can Lucky do the hard man. work, mate. I'll sit. I'll uh, I'll watch. I'll, I'll get the horse races on the phone and I'll, I'll put a few punts on while you blokes have do the hard work and I'll come in at the yeah, end. And then I'm more of a fine leg to fine leg specialist. <laughs> <laughs> that that brings uh, us to the end of the uh, game previews. That's a full game. We've only got four games this week. So uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a shorter round and it'll be mm-hmm. the longest round gone. That's out of the way. So you're going to see us on the screen every four four days, basically, yeah. wrapping up every every single week and talking about next week. So, uh, mate, we probably should move into trade talk, shouldn't we? There's a bit happening there. Let's talk. Targets acquired. Now, of course, Trade Talk is brought to you by Bonus Bank. Our sponsor, Bonus Bank, is Australia's number one matched betting site. And match betting is Australia's most profitable side hustle. Make a risk-free and a tax-free income every single week. With the help of Bonus Bank's tutorials and tools, you can find edges like enhanced odds, sign-up bonuses, matched betting guarantees today. Uh, it's actually free to join as well, which is pretty cool. You can make your first 75 bucks as well on Bonus Bet without even having to create a paid account. And for less than two bucks a day, you can go and uh, upgrade to premium and you can even use the code insight and it'll give you 25% off your first month. So go and sign up at bonusbank.com.au. Use the code insight in the promo code section. Get yourself 25% off your first month there. Start making some cash. Now, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's talk about the most traded in and out. And I want to get your thoughts on these before we talk about our trades, Mick. Most traded out player at this point in time is Glenn Maxwell, 8%. Tell me I'm crazy. That is okay, wild. That I is think I'll wild. get myself in trouble. Yeah. And and let's be honest, it's probably the, and no offense to anybody who we would classify as a casual super coach player, but it's the casual super coach players that are trading out Maxwell purely because mm-hmm. he's not playing this week. But if you understand how to use loopholes and you understand the kind of player that Maxwell is, he stays in your team and you utilize him that way. Simple That's, as that. And I, even if you don't have Maxwell and your number two is Stoinis at six percent, like you can still use him in the bat and bowl. Like that's that's. I ones. understand the likes of Johnson at six percent, Billings at six percent, Nessa not so much at five percent. 
Kerr at 3%, Abbott at 3%, Harper even at 2%. Like you've spoken about his relevance in being a wicketkeeper loop this week. So for those that are looking to trade out Stars players, yeah, they're playing like dog shit, but this is your perfect week to have two bites of the cherry. If one person doesn't perform, leave them on the field, so to speak, and then you can get someone else's score. For sure. I agree. So Maxwell Stoinis and Harper can be really valuable to you this week. Mm-hmm. And that goes for any player on the buy when we're talking about loopholes. Uh, what about Spencer Johnson? 6%. He's the third most traded out player this week. What are your thoughts yep. on him? Are you, are you a little bit worried now from what you saw in round one? Absolutely. Yep. Didn't bowl that well. No, he didn't. He didn't. Everyone thinks quick means good and it doesn't. No. Uh, no. So quick just not, means not you disappear Johnson. quicker. Yeah. It does. It does. Uh, Billings at 6%. I don't know whether I agree with him being the fourth most traded out player. I think you can hold on to him for one more week unless mm-hmm. you're in the ultimate luxury position where he's literally the only player or one of the only players losing cash for you. Uh, otherwise, I'd want to hold him for round three's wicketkeeper loop for their buy yep. personally. For sure. Uh, Michael Nisa, 5%. I kind of understand because of his price point. He's at 170, 180K. So he's your natural stepping stone to one of those higher guys. So I kind of get the move. But if you have an option to keep him, maybe it might be worth keeping him this week. Yep. It's on. Yep. Uh, I kind of had a little bit of a giggle at this one as I was writing it. Mitch Marsh, 4%. He's the sixth most traded out player. Uh, didn't he play well in the test? Man of the match. Oh, he was so good. And gave his medal yeah. away. What a man. Is is that though? Actually, let's, let's just move off BBL for a minute. Is that a home ground man of the match if you've ever seen it? Yes. But how's he, in the past 18 months, he's gone from Australia's most hated test cricketer to Australia's most loved. Yeah. Yeah, we probably, I don't know whether I should bite my tongue on this or not. Um, yeah. Just yes, no, one. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, trade him out. Trade him out of BBL Supercoach. He will not play. Yeah. There you go. He will not. Uh, no. Kerr, 3% owned. No, uh, you shouldn't have started with him to start with. Um, but anyway, no. that's fine. Abbott, 3%. We spoke about Abbott as well. If you're choosing between Abbott or Curran, it's probably Arrett that, Abbott that goes, sorry. Uh, we talk about Harper and uh, Ashton Agar, 2%. I mean, just hold the bloke. If you fucking started with him, just hold him. There's a good chance he might play this week. And if he doesn't, move him on to another uh, another scorcher at that point in time, potentially. Yep. Most traded in, mate. Matt Short, no-brainer. 10% should be 50%. The guy is only 32% owned, I think you said. So yeah. if he's only 32% yep. owned and only 10% are trading him in, that's only 42% ownership. What are the other 58% doing? Um, this is a Glenn Maxwell probably, situation yeah. all over again. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I, Just yeah, get the bloke I in. Get him in. Don't overthink and, it. Now, Will Sutherland, 8% most traded in. Don't mind that. I think I like it. Um, I think if you're going to get him before the double, you want to get him sub 200K. Otherwise, he might creep up in price pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Talk to me about this. Cooper Connolly is the third most traded in player this week. Do you agree? No. No. If you started with him, awesome. But there's there's better trading targets than Cooper Connolly, given the uncertainty around Perth's lineup at the moment. Especially with Agar around the corner, Hamish McKenzie having a fucking cracker in the first game. Like, I, Yeah, I agree uh-huh. with you. I think there's a risk there taking Connolly now. Um, with his role, uh, Tanvi Sanger, 5%. He's the fourth most traded in player. Absolutely all for this. I think this is a fucking genius move. More people should mm-hmm. be doing it. Yep. I don't think I need to uh, add too much Colin Munro, 5% traded in. Is this chasing last week's points? Yeah. 
Yep. Don't. I mean, he, you've he missed the good. boat. Don't get me wrong. He looked good last week. He had two good knocks. Mm-hmm. But you're getting him in the week. He's got a minus 20-odd break-even, and I'm sure that people are just fling through the app and go, oh, cool, no, negative break-even. I'll get these guys in. But it's not a good move. I don't think it's a good move. If anything, I'm trading the bloke out this week, which is I'm just lo- what? I'm just looking through the Supercoach app at the moment. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off, mate. Go for it. Matt Short has been traded out of 1.2% of teams as well. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Oh, well, you know, 1.2% of teams I don't have to compete with at the end of the year. So no, that's days. right. We'll, we can move hopefully, on from that. Hopefully they're in our league. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Uh, I mean, hopefully they're not because they'd probably be listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> Mitch Swepson, 5% most traded in. Agree with that. I think minus 70 break even. Big cash maker this week. I think he's probably a good shout before their buy, especially if you don't have too many Heat players or you're moving a Heat player to him, like a Kuhneman or something like that. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Um, Darcy Short, 4% most traded in purely because of the double game week, I'm sure. Uh, He is probably the most or the cheapest logical option for the strikers Mm -hmm. at 62.5K or 67K, whatever it is. Yep. Um, So, yeah, fine with that. Fraser McGurk at 4% is a bit of an interesting one as well because we don't know what's happening with his role with Sean Marsh coming back into the team. So that's probably a watch for Mm -hmm. me. And then we've got Baisley and Philippi. Now, Baisley, 4%. I think people are looking at Brisbane Heat, Baisley. So worth probably looking a little bit closer at that and maybe having a look at what the lineup looks like in game one. This might change a mm-hmm. bit from there. But I think so. Josh Philippi, I don't really get. I don't understand why people are trading in Josh Philippi. Are they chasing him because maybe he's one of the third or he's the third most owned player in the game and they think, fuck, I'm going to fall behind if I don't get him? I can sort of see it. He looked pretty good with the bat last week. I, I was considering OCG it, again? but yeah, and he does play yeah. well there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, just, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I think there's just better options, though, chasing the double with the strikers. So mm-hmm. um, I'd probably, if anybody's trading in Philippi, I'd probably look at maybe getting him to a striker instead, if you can. Um, mate, let's talk trades. We'll talk our trades. What are you thinking? What are, uh, what, what's, your, what's your thought process here with trades? I've got three. So... Munro to Matt Short, as we stated earlier. I've gone Jai Richardson to Tanvis Hanger. Yep. And I'm bringing in the pain train to, to, yes, you can clip that, and Sean Abbott's out, and I'm banking 86K for next week. So next week I'm planning on boosting, um, given that we've got Adelaide and Brisbane on buys. So that'll be my big spending week. Hey, don't hate it. Don't hate it. Now, let me let me uh, a bit spicy with you. I don't know. Oh, actually, maybe it is spicy. Maybe it isn't. But I'm going Nisa to Matt Short. So okay. I, I need Matt Short in my team. Nisa's the natural stepping stone. I'm going mm-hmm. now. Let, let me ask you this. I'm going Munro or Hardy to Sutherland. Now, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit. Your preference was probably go Munro instead of Hardy based on uh, the fact that Hardy might get a bowl. Um, Munro definitely won't. Fuck, I hope he doesn't anyway. Um nah. And then we've got Joe Clark. I'm trading out Joe Clark ahead of his double for David Payne. Uh, I can always get Joe Clark back in at his price point, considering he's got a bit of a high break even. So uh, if I want Joe Clark back next week, I can get him in. We don't run out of trades, so you you just have to use him tactically. Yeah. Um, So I can get a Melbourne Renegades player next week if I need. Yep. And without the gloves, he's really not that relevant at the moment either. He looked sloppy last week. 
yeah, that run out pissed me off. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> won't get into that too much. Uh, Joe Clark to David Payne. So I'm going Payne, Sutherland, and Matt Shorter coming in for Nisa, Munro, and Joe Clark. Uh, now, the question I need to ask you, and I need some advice from you, I really mm-hmm. want Swepson in my team. I, okay. I understand how important it is to make sure that we make cash very, very early in this competition. First four rounds, my priority is to probably try and make at least three to 400K. I think Swepson is the key to that. I think he okay. could potentially make... I mean, starting at 70K, I've missed the initial 30 or whatever it is, but I think I can still make another 60 to 70K out of Swepson in the short term. Do I get him? And is he worth a boost this round to make sure I get that minus 70 break even if he goes and gets himself 50 or 60? I'm going to play devil's advocate. And if he doesn't? If he doesn't and he gets, let's say at worst case, he gets 20 to 30, right? Mm -hmm. What does he He make? He still makes money. 25K? Yep. Okay, so is twenty five k worth a boost? What's your what's your price? What do you put your price on as a boost? Uh, that I'm not so sure at the moment. For me, it's about the outlook on the rest of the season and ensuring I've got quality players at each position. Come for me, I want to be maxed out at round five, round six. So, yeah, I think a boost for me is a little too early. But if you want to get spicy with it, and he comes out and takes a couple of wickets and bowls as well as what he did last week, and he makes you fifty k, it could be a masterstroke too. And this is what Supercoach is about. You've got to take risks. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking this is my risk, and I might get a little bit spicy. I might just fucking do it. Why Go not? Uh, look, but it's nine rounds. It's not 13. We're not playing 27 rounds AFL fucking NRL Supercoach. This is yeah. nine rounds of Supercoach. So you can't yeah. just sit back and go, I'm going to play the long game. Yeah. There's no such thing oh, this year. Don't be, a, don't be a pussy then. Come on. I'll fucking do it then. Good. I All dare. Right, let's do it. I'm doing it. I'm boosting. Good. You heard Good. it here first. Uh, I think it's the right move. And I, don't, I won't go against anybody boosting for the right reasons. If you're making bulk cash by getting Swepson in, or you're getting a striker on the double with a really good roll, great. 100% don't, for it. Don't boost to chase last week's points. Do not boost to get Colin Munro in. No. I'm trading him out. Big horse is trading him out. So, uh, yeah, yeah don't gone. do that. But um, yeah, no, I agree. And if you want some advice and you're not quite sure, or you're, maybe you're not comfortable commenting in here, join the Discord, send me a DM, send Mick a DM, and we'll sort you out. We'll, we'll give you our sure. advice on what you think your moves are. Um, captains, very quickly, mate. Let's move to those, hey? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, captain! Had to throw a bit of SpongeBob in there just for good, just for good measure. Uh, Mick, what are you doing with captains, mate? What's happening? Uh, I think it should be the same with a lot of people. So VC will be Matt Short. And then if he pops off, then Maxwell stays on field. Uh, if he doesn't, it'll be our boy, the Chief Sutherland from the Renegades. Yep. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Good. You want to go do karate in the garage? Karate in garage? Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think it's... Uh... I mean, look, Chief has a good role. We saw it last week. So if he can get something similar, I'm a little bit concerned maybe that he he's still bats 6-7. Maybe they have a really good knock up the top of the order. He doesn't get a bat. Um, have you seen the way that he's been bowling, though? Like, he's on a good wicket. He was still getting the batsman jumping around and, like, still zipping him through quite well. I, I really like what he can do. And where are they playing? That's my question to you. They're playing... At Marvel, and Marvel have very oh. short, straight boundaries. 
to have they? long square boundaries. And we mm -hmm. noticed that Will Sutherland's line and length last week was very jammed into the body, back of a length. Yep. And yep. he is going to be very hard to get away straight. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually really like it. Part of my thinking was that just the way that he bowls, I think he could actually really suit Marvel. So yep. I'm with you. 100% on board with that, mate. Uh, right, what do we got? Question time. Questions. Probably should, probably should play the fucking clip if I was prepared for it. I was not prepared. Let's do it. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. All right. Uh, we're not Alf Anthony Albanese, but we'll do our best. Uh, question time. We've got a few in the Discord that we'll answer first before we tackle the 28 live, qu 29 live questions that we have. Fuck, man. Right, we're right. going to be here for two hours. Uh, Hecker is asking, is Lynn worth buying? I'll give you one answer. No. Uh, GJM is uh, rank these st three strikers bowlers. People who don't care rate. about my opinion on no. Chris Lynn? No. Okay. What's your opinion on Chris Lynn? Go on. Yeah, no. Nah. Move on. <laughs> okay. uh, rank these three strikers bowlers. Payne, Agar, Thornton. One, two, three. Go for it. You've done it. Payne, Agar, Thornton. Actually, no, I agree. Very cool. Uh, Brent has got a few questions for us. Lucky he's a good bloke. He can have three. He is a good bloke. Uh, yeah. How many strikers is too many, and who are your must-have strikers? Three is max this week for me. My must-have strikers. I've got both shorts and the pain train. Okay. Uh, how will what the do you Dades... Think? Uh, what do you think? Look, I don't know. I, I think Matt Short's a no-brainer. You need him in your team. I think David mm -hmm. Payne's a really good option based on his price. I think if Wes Agar was cheaper than David Payne, I'd pick Wes Agar. I think I'm just picking the cheaper player. Yeah. Um, who are your must-have strikers? Yeah, Matt Short. I think I think David Payne's a must-have. And I think if you need to free up some cash, Darcy Short's a bit of a no-brainer as well. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. He's so cheap. So yeah. just get him in your team. You know he's opening the batting and there's every chance he might bowl. So mm -hmm. I don't mind him either. Um, next one from Brent. How will the Gades and the Scorchers reschedule game affect your thinking? Do we know much about this? Is there actually a confirmed reschedule game with this? No. And okay. like at times, ask the missus, I struggle to put one foot in front of the other. So I can't get too ambitious with thinking about things that are outside of my control. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how it's going to happen with the rescheduling of that game. Yeah, fair call. And last one from Brent. With the Gades and Stars both on the double next week, are you planning for that? And if so, who are you looking at? So Renegades and the Melbourne Stars. Definitely am planning ahead, and I will be boosting into that. Looking at the likes of De Kock, uh, maybe even Kane Richardson from the Gades, um, not really looking at too many from the Stars at the moment. They've been playing a bit of dog shit cricket lately, so yeah. there's nothing really appealing there for me. Maybe Osama Mir. We'll have to see when the time comes. Yep. Yep. I agree with you. SC Master is asking, is it worth a boost for Baisley, Payne, Matt Short, and Swepson? No. Do you reckon Baisley goes out of those four? Yep. I don't think Baisley's worth the risk. We ran through his numbers before. He, What did he average? 25, I think it was, in the last seven games of last season. So 26.1 he averaged in the last seven games. So... If you're boosting for someone that in their last seven games averaged 26, nah, it's a no from me, dog. Mm -hmm. Toby wants to know, will you guys be putting a VC or a C on Matt Short? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, moving on. 
Uh, Toby also wants to know, how does Morris being released in the, to play BBL affect Hardy's bowling role? We kind of t- covered that, didn't we, already? Um, yeah, I, we did. I think maybe it hurts him a little bit. Um, I'd probably yeah. even tempt to move on Hardy, depending on who you're trading in for and who in your current team. It's, it's very hard to know based on just player versus player. You've got to kind of know what your team actually looks like. So it's hard for yeah. us to give you proper advice. So if you, if you genuinely, Toby, want a, want a proper answer, maybe just send us your teammate and we'll, we'll look through it. And for last sure. question on the Discord, mate. Cameron wants to know which strikers could get the death overs. Could Wes Agar get one or two each game? My answer is yes. Wes Agar is locked yeah. in for death overs with David Payne. Potentially. Yep. Um, yeah, it's probably out of those two, isn't it? I'd say maybe Henry Thornton's a shout, but he is the first person to lose his spot. I would say, um, out of out of those three. Yep. I think though David Payne and Wes Agar are the two guys that are locked into roles. And I think Thornton is the guy, unfortunately, that misses out if they if they didn't want to go with those three frontline clicks. Mm-hmm. Now, let's dive into these starred questions. Got some bangers in here. Uh Liam Tamnan wants to know trade out Curran or Hardy. Bit of a tricky one. I'd probably hold Curran and trade Hardy just based on the fact that Perth have that double buy coming up. If you had to pick one, yes. Yep. That's the way I'd go. Um, oh, Thomas is all over it anyway. So uh, don't worry about it. Didn't even need to answer that one. Um, uh, I'm not quite sure. I think Liam's asking Ex- is expecting Overton babies? expected, I don't to, know. expecting yeah. to bowl maybe. I think is he expected he, to bowl? He'll bowl. I think he yep. might the only amount get of maybe two overs. Two? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mark Lawless wants to know, bringing Wes Agar as a bit of a pod, your thoughts. Love it. Don't mind it, but there's better. David Payne? Cheaper. He's only, he's what, 4% owned at the moment? Yep. He's a nice little pod too. I think David Payne's a mm-hmm. better pod than Wes Agar personally. But yep. yeah, with you. Uh, every time I say his name. Uh, Duncan wants <laughs> to know. Look, how do you, Have a look at the how, head. Yeah, it's rotten, isn't it? Uh, what What do you lads think of the new slinger, Zaman Khan? I, I actually like him. A bit of malinga about him. There's yeah. a lot of malinga. Yep. Yep, big Might fan. Might be a I shout think... in round four. Yeah, he leaves in round five from memory. Actually, no, he leaves halfway through this Thunder double, which is even worse. Oh, that's round Pakistan four, only give them four games. Yeah, so he's pissing off halfway through oh, Thunder double, yeah, right. which is even worse. So, yeah, no, don't bother. Unfortunately, Duncan... Uh, global, if you don't have any strikers, which players are most likely to play the double and do we boost to get a cash cow that we missed? Uh, so let me answer the second part of this question. You answer the first. I don't think it's, I don't think if you, if you missed a player, I don't think it's too early to boost, especially the right player, like a Swepson, like a Will Sutherland, like a guy that's going to get you cash and points. Mm -hmm. Are you boosting for a player that doesn't have a really low break even or really didn't perform or doesn't have a great role? We're going to look at role. So for me, yeah. Will Sutherland and Matt Swepson, Mitch Swepson, fuck Mitch, yeah. uh, Mitch Swepson, they're the two guys I'd boost for. I don't know. And Tanvi Sanger. Those are the three guys that I would boost for. I wouldn't boost for anybody else personally. Yep. I'm a bit more stricter, I guess, on boosting this week than what you are. So yep. if if I'm boosting, it's, geez, to get maybe paying in. But yeah, not a big fan of it this week for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Global also, I'm looking at getting rid of Munro. Now we're all for it, man. We've, we've spoken yep. about it throughout the show. I reckon moving we're on frothing. batsman only could get a good rock, like Mick said, throughout the show. Yep. So could easily get four four points next week. Uh, Nathan. Nathan. That's oh, a good yep. one. 
different way of spelling it. Uh, is mm. Majib a must trade or can you hold him for round three? Uh, talk to us about Afghanistan's international schedule, Mick. Yeah, he takes off soon, doesn't he? It's uh, I could be as early as next round. Next round. So halfway through their double. I think you need to. I think to preserve cash, he bowled ordinary last week. So I think he's a he's a prime trade out. And look, if you've got Majib and you need to boost, I wouldn't be adverse to saying Majib to Swepson. That's actually elite. That that's one of the best trades you can make. If you're stuck with Majib, just mm-hmm. bail out to Swepson, make some coin. Yep. Uh, we talked about which strikers and bowlers are going to be most likely to bowl the maximum over, so we can move on from that one. Uh, so has the reschedule got no chance, Liam was asking. Uh, we haven't heard anything. There's been no news. If there was going to be a rescheduled game by now, we'd know about it. So I, I'd say maybe it, there's not really going to be a game rescheduled. It's just going to be tough luck at this rate. It, but just keep an eye out. Expect the worst. Yep. Uh, what happens, Global wants to know, what happens if Menenti and Boyce both get named? Do we skip them both or do we grab one? There, I can Let me tell you right now, Global, I'll put my nuts on the line here. And if Menenti and Boyce both get named, uh, actually, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe someone in the chat can let me know what I should do. Dare me something. Because there is no way in the world that Menenti and Boyce both get, both get picked in the same team. Not a fucking chance. Not with their bowling lineup, no way. No. Not with so many quicks on the roster. Um, Overton seven to eight overs? No. Personally, I don't over, think so, Liam. Over three games? Yes. <laughs> yeah, good shot. <laughs> uh, we spoke to uh, about when Zaman Khan just then was leaving the BBL, so we can move on from mm-hmm. that one. Could you? So Corey Blackledge wants to know, could you keep Jai Richardson if you can get three strikers? You know what? Don't mm, hate that. Maybe. Yeah. Don't hate it. We all picked Jai Richo because he's one of the best players in the game. Super coach He absolutely wise. is. Yep. It doesn't change after one round just because he had a washout. Like, I think Jai Richo still becomes relevant. He's still good enough on a ga- on a single game. We saw this last round. He got 72, I think it was, in the single. Uh, he's good enough in a yep. single to outscore someone who won a double. So uh, I'm all Although, for keeping Jai Richo. You've just got to consider cash loss. If, you, if you're keeping him, his break even is 130 this week. And he could very well knock that off. Uh, Kyle, Overton, Baisley, uh, roles are way too volatile. 100%. Agre- mm-hmm. agree with both of them. I think there's a risk in taking either of those guys, knowing that maybe one of them doesn't get a bowl uh, each game. They could rotate. Maybe Overton yep. bowls three overs in the first game, Baisley bowls three in the second, and then they bowl one either side. So not, yeah. not ideal. Uh, Metalhead Smurf. I'm having a go at Lynn in for Munro as well as Short, Payne, Darcy, Short. Everyone else is a risk. Let me tell you who's a risk. Getting a guy who has averaged the best part of about nine runs per innings in the last six months. And that is Chris Lynn. I think that is a, I think it's a bad move personally. I don't know whether Chris Lynn is in the form that you want to back him in to get a guy out that is on a minus 20 break even. That's my mm-hmm. personal opinion. I think I'd rather hold Munro yep. and look at someone else rather than Lynn. Do you agree? 100%, yes. Bryce, wicketkeeper position literally has me stumped. Oh, good little pun. Nice. Good pun. Uh, surely Philippi isn't go-to. No. I don't think Philippi's a get-in at all at this no. point in time. No, he's not a must. No. McDermott, Kate Billings if you have him. Mm-hmm. Quentin de Kock. Um, yep. 
that's kind of it. Just it anyone right but Harry Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's good. He's wicketkeeper only. I reckon he's going to lose his batsman duel at round yeah. four. Um, Kyle Lomas, why not Tanvir Sanger with a boost? No, I, I I agree. I think Tanvir Sanger with a boost is fine. Mm-hmm. I like him. I bought him in. Yep. Bryce, pod player from the Thunder is Zaman Khan. Yeah, no, we talked about the availability issues with him, unfortunately. He leaves halfway through their double in round four. So I'd probably move off him pretty quickly. Bryce mm-hmm. has got another question, though. Thoughts on Harper? I was lucky enough to cop the five points. Yeah, me too, mate. <laughs> Sell or just hold for the double? Hold for the double, my man. I reckon you got him in because he was playing four games in the first three rounds. You just got to hold faith and just hope for the best. Use him as a loop this week and then use him on the double. Reassess in round four. You could even, you know what you could do? Just thought of this then. Oh, wow. This is spicy. You could start with Harper, right? Which most, some people have. Um, You could start with Harper first three rounds. He's got double by double. So use him on the double, use him as a loop, use him on the double. Then you could go to Sam Whiteman, who isn't playing, and you, you get your two free wicketkeeper loops round four and five for the Scorchers. That's probably the – actually, that's not a bad move because you can still make cash from that move pending Harper not making or losing mass cash. I was unlucky to miss out on his bulk scoring, and I'm kicking myself for it, and that is all. Mm, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What strikers players are you boys rolling with? We spoke about that, Tom. Hopefully you caught it, mate. Uh, otherwise, yep. rewind back. Uh, yeah. What else have we got? Kyle, uh, Horse, if you're chasing points, do you think Hardy scores more than Munro if Hardy is a bat only? So if we're considering yes. both of these guys as a bat only, Hardy outscores Munro? Yes. At Optus so, Stadium? Yeah, I agree. At Optus Stadium at home. He averages 67, I think it was, at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Fair cool. Like it. Uh, Liam uh, Rain so, at the yeah, SCG. Just, yeah, before you do. Oh, sorry. Um, yep. Leading Premier Cricket all around, Josh Khan signed with the Strikers today and is in the squad or reports an absolute sensational cricketer and will get a crack this year. One that I want our viewers to keep an eye out for, a local, so I'm from uh, country Victoria, Bendigo, for anyone that knows where that is. There's a local by the name of Braden Stepien that played for the Gades a couple of years ago and he's been making some monster scores. Look for him to come in at some stage this year and be relevant. Just recently made 158 in a one day. Keeping that to yourself, haven't you? No worries. Mm. Don't worry about me. That's fine. Okay. Just keep it for the pod. Uh, <laughs> uh, rain at the SCG. We spoke about the rain. Doesn't look like it's kind of firming as much as we thought it would be. So nah. we should be safe. Now, this is a man that I wanted to get on the screen. North Melbourne fan number seven. Guys, do you reckon you could give me tips? Uh, probably not on the pod live, mate, but send us a DM. Hop in the Discord. In the Discord. Yep. Pop it. So we've actually got a channel called Rate My Team. And you can just go and chuck your team in there. And me and the big horse here will we'll go in there and we'll go, yep, do this. We like this. We don't like this. Make this change. And uh, we do that for everybody in there. So make sure to jump in the Discord, guys. And uh, the link is in the description below. We'll look We'll look after you, mate, especially because you're a North Melbourne fan. Uh, we've got you covered. North Melbourne fan Kanga, number Kanga, seven Kanga. as well. Yeah. Now, that's a Justin thing. We don't do that on here. That is. Um, we are North Melbourne fans here. Now, Mick Dell is a uh, – he's an Essendon Bombers fan, so you can uh, rip into him as much as you want there at the back. Yep. <laughs> um, Rob's Punk wants to know, is there a fixture list? Yes, there is. Also in the Discord. I'll also send it to you, mate, if you want to hop in my DMs on X or wherever. Um, I'll send it to you. We made up a specific fixture list for all nine rounds of the BBL. So mm-hmm. jump in my DMs. Uh, if Menenti, Kyle, does net – 
get named in game one. I'll trade Munners instead of Hardy and use a boost to send Menenti to Tanvir. Yeah, we spoke about this in the DMs earlier today. I actually really like this. I think it's a last-minute move you probably need to make if Menenti isn't named. Uh-huh. Yep, agreed. With me? Uh, if if Menenti isn't named, is he a trade-out? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Move him on. Um, any word on Whiteman? Whiteman probably will not play unless there's an injury, as sad as it yep. sounds, Bryce. Um, unfortunately, he was the big kind of guy that everybody was jumping on but not to be just based on their lineup. So, and uh, we've got a few more live ones I've missed. So I'll quickly run through those very quickly. All right. Uh, initial thoughts on Sam's. Kyle's asking. Looks terrible. I, yep. I'm going to trust pedigree. Yep. I'm going to trust on pedigree with Daniel Sam's. I think he's good enough to come good. I think one good, one bad game in T20 doesn't define a player. I think we've looked at one round. We can't really go and look at one round and go, this guy's awful. I think we've seen on five, six, seven seasons of BBL that this guy's a quality player with one of the best roles in BBL Supercoach. So I think we need to back Daniel Sams in, and I think he will be still, and you can quote me on this, he will be the most traded player in, in round four. I think he still will be. So I don't know whether you need to go early, though, based on the fact he's going to leave some cash now. Mm -hmm. Um, Duncan wants to know, keep Curran or Nisa? Both. I'd probably keep Curran. No, why, why get rid of either of them? Yeah, you can use Nessa as a loop next week. Yeah. I'm moving on Nisa, personally, just because it's one of those high-priced guys. It's the only kind of option for me to get to Matt Short. So yep. um, if you want Matt Short and Will Sutherland, who are two guys that are pretty highly priced, maybe you need to move on one of Nisa or Curran or whatever. I'd say Nisa's mm-hmm. the guy. Um. Kai wants to know, do you think we overrate Australian domestic guys when the international guys aren't stars? Overton played for no. Surrey, so didn't bowl much and bowls 145Ks, so think Thornton doesn't play. Look, I, I can answer that one, mate. It's a fine line between, you know, your international pedigree versus uh, players who are professional T20 players around the world. So for your local talent here in Australia, you've got a mixture of superstar players, you've got up-and-comers, and then we've got our international players that broaden our, you know, our range to the rest of the world to get international viewers viewing what we're doing here in Australia. So, yeah, they might not be the best, but these guys that they're getting in, like Curran and Overton, Decock, like Decock's in the upper echelon of international cricketers in the world. So, yeah, we're, we're getting good international cricketers in, but we've had Dre Russ in in the past. We've had guys who are just professional T20 cricketers who – that's all they do for a living. So if it means broadening us on a world stage, then I'm all for it. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Justin Pascoe doesn't know who to captain. And you, you can see the profile photo there. It's actually uh, our boy <laughs> Matrix's Facebook photo. <laughs> so um, questionable, questionable choice, but uh, that's uh, okay. Justin Pascoe just got fired, you know, from, from uh, well, sorry, he stood down as uh, the CEO of the West Tigers or whatever he was. So I feel for him a little bit. Maybe he needs to feel better by looking like Matrix. So uh, I get it. Uh, is Uncle Usman a trade-out? Usman yes. Kalaja will not play another game of BBL until probably nope. round nine. So, no, nah, definitely move the man on. Uh, Aiden wants to know, will the Gades and Scorchers game be postponed? We spoke about that already. Probably not mm-hmm. at this stage. We haven't heard anything. So, no. And, mate, that brings us to the end of the show. 
we covered all mm-hmm. the questions, mate. There were some fucking awesome questions in there. We appreciate everybody's interaction, yeah. getting in the comments, ripping in, and and uh, you know that's why we're here. We'll we'll do our best to always answer every single one of them every single week. So we will try, um, mate. What, anything else? I, anything else yeah, before we wrap up? What I'll do, right, is just on a um a social media scale here on uh, YouTube, and if you're listening on all good streamable options that are out there in the big wide world, that is what we have. Jumping our Discord, there's some really good cricket chat. And not just cricket, there's NBL, there's NBA, there's AFL, there's NRL. There's all of that, and it's absolutely free at the moment. So jump in, have your bit to say. You can have your bit to say on our community team, which is heading in the right direction at the moment. But there's some really good cricket chat and some good banter in there as well. Yeah, well said. Well said. Mate, we'll be back Friday, is it? Might have a special guest on Friday as well. Yeah, I reckon we might, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that one. Thanks, Skitty, for jumping in the chat. Uh, He called us good looking fellas. So um, take that. But uh, guys, thanks for jumping on. Hit subscribe and like if you haven't. Uh, We appreciate it. If you're listening to us on audio, of course, hit follow, leave us a review, do all that good stuff. But until then, guys, we will see you on Friday for the round three preview and the round two wrap Mm -hmm. up. Until then, you've been listening to the Insight BBL show and we'll catch you next time. Catch you later. See ya. He's oh, got oh, 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 oh. It's the biggest hit I've ever seen at Gabba. Turns it on the roof. It's on the roof. Look at D Sammy, he's doing the fist pump. The roof. Oh, there goes the off stump. Oh, there's a leading edge, and that's out as well. An easy catch to Rob. In the air and out. So the slower ball doing the job. Malinga. Well. Oh, fall, and that's going to be out. A brilliant slow ball, Yorker. Oh, that's out. That that's... is out. That is five. A very fine gully in place for catches behind the wicket. Brilliant, Yorker. Absolutely brilliant. Malinga with six. Yeah, the Zigbales, they are flashing.